With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, January 26th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians... uh, are in agreement with Cesar Hernandez on what appears to be a one-year deal with a club option, all pending a physical. Uh, this is the first sort of, uh, you know, besides the, the Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco trade, uh, the first big move of the offseason for the Indians. It, it very, very similar to the first big move of last offseason for the Indians. Yeah, the first and, and only move of the last season, the free agent season last year. Uh, yes, uh, Hernandez, uh, you know, we saw him last year a lot. Joe, what, he played 58 out of the 60 games in the in the, in the 60-game sprint. Solid guy, switch hitter, um, led the American League in doubles. And uh, I think it's a good sign. And, you know, we kind of always expected that, you know, they had pinpointed him. They wanted him back, and uh, Cesar during the season said he'd, he'd love to come back. Yeah, we don't have uh, specifics yet on the, the contract, uh, you know, numbers or anything like that, uh, or what any potential uh, uh, options or buyouts would be in that regard. But uh, you got to figure Hernandez would at least go up somewhere from that $6.25 million, uh, that he made for, on the one-year deal last year. He did improve uh, defensively. We won his first gold glove uh, and, and put up nice, uh, you know, defensive metrics in uh, defensive runs saved and outs above average, things like that. So, uh, you know, it, it was almost like coming to Cleveland sort of unleashed Cesar Hernandez and, and, and sort of let him blossom more as a player, he, even though he was at the time a seven-year veteran, now eight years, uh, he, he finally sort of really came into his own uh, in Cleveland in a situation where, where he was definitely needed. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, it's important, uh, Joe, you know, he played, I, I like him because he's durable. You know, he answers, he posts every day. He did that in Cincinnati during, you know, across the 162 games, he'd play 156, 158 games. And uh, he's versatile uh, because he can hit in a lot of different spots in the lineup. And if you look at this Indians lineup, you know, they lost switch hitters, Lindor and, and Santana. Uh, so, uh, and we know how, how much Terry Francona loves switch hitters to balance the lineup and, uh, he gives you one back. So now you got Jose Ramirez and him, and, uh, you can, you know, if you were looking for a leadoff hitter, 
you know, maybe it's uh, Hernandez because he did that. That's the job he did last year. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if you can pencil in Cesar Hernandez if he stays healthy in that leadoff spot at second base for, you know, 150-some games next year uh, as, as a guy who, who will definitely uh, play every day in, in, in that way. Uh, he also, like you said, he handles the bat real well, can, can be versatile within the lineup. Uh, does he bring, like, some sort of stability to that infield now? Your, your question marks are going to be at first, uh, first base and shortstop. So you've got Ahmed Rosario, you've got and Andres Jimenez that you can plug in at short. Uh, you know, Bobby Bradley, Jake Bowers, Josh Naylor at first, unless they go somewhere and, and, and get somebody, bring somebody in to play first. Uh, just having Jose Ramirez and Cesar Hernandez and knowing that you can pencil them in in ink in that lineup for most of the games, that's got to be reassuring for Terry Francona. Oh, yeah, that's that's a huge uh, sigh of relief, I think, for Francona. Because really, you know, once they, you know, when uh, this offseason started, we knew Lindo was going to get traded. Hernandez was a free agent. We still don't know about third base. Those are three, of, you have question marks on three of the four, uh, you know, infield positions. And now, you know, the thing is, Joe, now what do they do with uh Okay, you've got Hernandez at second base. You know, he's a stable, established player. Um, now what do you do with uh, Jimenez and uh, Rosario? Who plays short and how, do you, how, do, how does that work? Does one guy play short and the other guy's a utility guy or is it vice versa? What's your, uh, what's your best guess? Because I have thoughts. I, I have thoughts and, and maybe, uh, maybe predictions, but I, I want to hear what you, you have to, to say about you it. Know, I, you know, I, I think, you know, it looked like Jimenez played more around the diamond than, than Rosario did last year. But I think, you know, you want a defender at shortstop. And, you know, I think you've converted me, Joe. I think, uh, you know, Jimenez looks like the better defensive player. Rosario's the better bat. I think there's going to be a lot of at-bats for him, you know, either in the infield, in the infield, you know, as, uh, you know, somewhere in the infield and, and in the outfield as well. I think you'll he'll help the bench and could be a, you know, kind of a super utility guy. Yeah. As, as far as a utility man though, I think uh, you heard Chris Antonetti and, and Terry Francona mention Yu Chang more than once this off season, they've said Yu Chang. So Chang's got to be in the mix. And if he hits the way that he did in summer training camp last year, he, he's going to force the issue there. Uh, he's a young player. You're going to have him on your bench. He won't, might not get a lot of at-bats that way, but what he showed last year and how highly they think of him, uh, I got to believe he takes over that role from Mike Freeman for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting too. But I think, what are they paying Rosario $2.4 million? Yeah. And this team isn't going to pay him to sit and, unless they've got a trade worked out for him that he's going to get, you know, dealt, you know, flip somewhere else. Uh, maybe that's somewhere down the road be, be, happens before opening day. Yeah, if, if that doesn't happen in training camp, you know, maybe somewhere early in the season or or whatever, just to showcase him a little bit early in the year and then and then move him on, uh, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, it, it still leaves questions in the outfield. It still leaves questions at first base. But the, the picture did become a little bit more clear uh, today with the, the news that uh, Cesar Hernandez will be back for the Indians at least next year, possibly uh the year after with the with the club option 
what do you think that does to potential lineups and, and where we've already mentioned, you know, Hey, he could, he could bat lead off, but where do you think everybody else slots in, uh, you know, behind Hernandez as, as the leadoff guy? Well, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking you, you go Hernandez, uh, Hernandez, maybe uh, uh, Mercado in the, in the mm-hmm. number two place. Uh, um, 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 Ramirez in the third, Reyes in, in the fourth. Um, and then <laughs> I guess we punt. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know well, I, I think I think you got to look at that fifth spot as as maybe a platoon type situation with uh, if Josh Naylor is going to play some left field, some first base, we, we don't really know where he's going to be for sure. Uh, Naylor could slide into that fifth spot. Uh, and, and if it's a left-hander on the mound, Jordan Luplo is going to be in that fifth spot. We already yeah. know that. Uh, and, and beyond that, you've got to wonder if, if Jake Bowers is in the mix. If this is a right-handed pitcher on the mound facing the Indians, uh, Jake Bowers may be at first base. Uh, seventh spot could be Daniel Johnson in right field, who's a left-handed bat. Uh, he likes to bat Roberto Perez in the eighth spot, so put him there, and and then maybe Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez is a lefty only bat, correct? Uh, I think he's. I, I believe he's left-handed only. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's not a switch hitter. I know that. So then, uh, you know, he 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 plays mostly uh, against the right-handed pitchers. Uh, if you need to platoon maybe with Rosario I don't know I don't know about platooning him but they're not going to face you know a lot of lefties uh, who, who has the, the most I think the White Sox and the Tigers have a couple of lefties in their rotation each so um, that'll be interesting uh, the young kid uh, Tarek Skubal I think in uh, in yeah that's a lefty in the so, you know yeah. that that uh, that gives you a lineup right there of you know what you're working with right now, uh, assuming they're not bringing other people in uh, against lefties. You you also got to figure you got to I'm sorry against righties. You also got to figure uh, Bradley Zimmer somehow fits in that mix somewhere maybe. Uh, so yeah, that's a uh, that's a lineup that does not terrify me right now. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean except for Jose Ramirez. Yeah, there's not a lot of power there. Uh, you know, Reyes is really going to have to have a, a good season in the middle of that lineup to protect uh, to protect Ramirez, or Ramirez is going to have to protect him uh, no matter how how they flip flop those guys. That is uh, that's going to be a key thing, and uh, they're going to have to get. You know, they I I don't I don't know, Joe. Do you think they're done dealing? I think you know it's going to be interesting to see what exactly they paid. Um, uh, Hernandez, because then we'll get an idea if there's any money left, you know, from the Lindor uh, Carrasco deal to so they can maybe go out and get add another, uh, who knows, maybe they go after an established, uh, you know, first baseman or, or some kind of outfielder, you know, platoon guy. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, you know, somebody, think- somebody with some, some pop. I, a lot of uh, what's being talked about is uh, Eddie Rosario as a, as a possibility. Uh, he's going to be way too far out of their price range. He's going to ask for at least three years with maybe an option. And he's going to ask for, you know, it's got to be close to 10 million a year. I can't imagine them paying Eddie Rosario that much, uh, yeah. you know, over the next, you know, you know there's, there's guys out there. We've talked about this, you know, you know, outfielders, we've talked about Duvall. I mm-hmm. uh, didn't make that much money. Pilar, 
last year. Uh, even uh, even Gardner, Brett Gardner. I don't know if he would. Oh uh, God. <laughs> We, we could watch him pound the dugout ceiling with his bat. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, you know, what, a, what about a guy, a guy, Michael Franco? I mean, could he play first base? Uh, uh, he, he could, uh, I, I guess. He, he played third base last year for the, the Royals, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kind of an interesting guy. I, I don't know if he fits now, but. Uh, he played uh, with, uh, he played with Cesar Hernandez in Philly, so. Yeah. You know who knows, but I I don't know. I I is he going to hit enough to yeah make it worth signing him? I, yeah, and uh, uh, Jack Peterson is out there. Uh, that that's he's... interesting. That guy is interesting. He had a down year, but he would still he's still got a command somewhere around you know eight million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, because he? he made he made like seven point seven five last year. So I mean he's gonna, but he is so. You know, he can't hit lefties, right? They, no, they never no. played him against lefties. So it would be interesting to see if the, the Indians would give him a chance, if he could, or, or you know, if you're going to pay him that much, do you pay a platoon guy that much? This, this that, team? That's the thing. The Indians need a right-handed bat. They need somebody yeah. who can hit, you know, they need a, a Jordan Luplo plus, you know, <laughs> who, yeah. who, could, who could play more, more like play every day. So I, I don't know. It's, there's, there's a lot of possibilities out there. Like you said, they might still be working some sort of trade angle with Rosario uh, in, in terms of teams that don't want to go out and sign uh, a Marcus Simeons or, or an Andrew from Simmons that, you know, might cost a little more, at least you've got, you know, cost control with, with a mid Rosario, you know, for, for this season uh, for a team looking to, to yeah. pick up a shortstop. And Jackie Bradley jr. Is out there, but he made, he made like 11 million last year. And I, I just think he's going to be too expensive. I, I love him defensively, you know, and, and he, he has had some good seasons offensively, but I think that's just a little too rich for the Indians blood right now. Right. Well, okay. We did post a lot in uh, subtext this afternoon about this signing of uh, Cesar Hernandez. Uh, let's jump in and give you uh, read some of your responses to uh you know, the reaction to bringing back Cesar Hernandez. Uh, let's see, this uh, this texter from the 407 area code says, glad to have him back, but he feels it's better to stop there. We'd rather see the kids get a chance at other positions this year. They offer about as much as the guys being mentioned on the downside of their careers who would impede somebody's development. We are not a world championship team this year, and despite the front office and Dolan, says that we can't we can't truly believe we are not we are not withstanding our pitching staff. So this guy says, you know, hey, there's no uh, there's no point in uh, you know going for it this year. We're not a championship team. Why not give the uh, the younger kids a chance to play? That sure sounds like a rebuild, and that's uh, yeah. that's not what the Indians are into, huh, Lindsay? Yeah, you know, Joe. Everybody says let let the kids play, and then uh, you know by. Uh, mid-June, when they watch the kids play, they start talking about, okay, let's trade. These, uh, this cheap owner hasn't, didn't, couldn't bring a, the, the right kind of players together. The veteran guys, you know, they're, they're not going to win anything. They're going to lose 110 games. You know, if you say let the kids play, there's, there's, a, there's always the other side of the coin to that. All right, here's a response from Dave in Avon. He says, competition at spring training will be helpful to everyone. I think, I'd have to think Chang is going to be told that he's going to be given a good look and may have an edge because Jimenez was rushed a bit to the majors 
and might have helped and might have might be helped by a year in Columbus. Uh, if Rosario can play the outfield, it helps and spring training will will define where he's best able to help the club better that we have some small excess of competent players uh, due to the return of Hernandez than scratching our heads over who plays where. And that's the only option we have. So uh, Dave and Avon says it's uh, it's a good thing that they they have one too many shortstops right now. Uh, and, and I guess that makes sense. It's just, you know, eventually you've got to find, like you said, you're paying Rosario 2.4 million. He's got to get at bats. Yeah, for sure, Joe. He's got to, He's got. He's going to have to play, uh, and he's going to have to play on. I would. I would think on a semi-regular basis, unless he's here to, uh, you know, to flip and uh, and to bring somebody else onto the club. You know, I, I I like Chang. You know, especially the way he swung the bat in in summer camp. Um, and I, I'd like to see him get a chance, but he's one of those guys. It seems like. The, the Indians may have the best intentions of playing him, but they always seem to put a roadblock in front of him, just like uh, Bobby Bradley. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, um, uh, Jesus Aguilar part two or, or version 2.0 in that regard, always seeming to have somebody, uh, you know, jump in front of him for his position. Uh, and I think he's out of options, Joe. I think uh, Chang is out of options this year. I mean, he had one left last year. And uh, so, you know, it's decision yeah. time with him. Yeah, and he did come up and play, so my, so I think you're right. Uh, here's uh, from the 440 area code. Like we said, maybe we package one of the shortstops with uh, a prospect and get an outfield from a team that's rebuilding. Our farm system has some depth, so uh, there's a there's a vote for you uh, for your 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 line of thinking in terms of uh, packaging somebody with uh, with Rosario to to move him along. Uh, I, I did post the, uh, you know, uh, an idea on a couple of these lineups and, and just to see what they uh, they said about that. Um, here's a, a guy from the 216 area code. He writes in, today, neither of those lineups against a righty or a lefty would create problems for any team in the major leagues. On paper, both are weak lineups, even if you're using statistics from each player's best season. And that's kind of pathetic. Uh, not knowing the finances on the Hernandez signing, the tribe has to spend more of those savings from Lindor and or, or from the Lindor trade and acquire and sign an everyday first baseman or outfielder. If they don't do that, they're better off working in Nolan Jones um, at some point and just living with his results. Uh, what's the supposed asking price for Rosario, the former twin outfielder? So. Uh, there, there's a guy who says, really, this this lineup, neither of those two lineups that I put out there uh, sort of intimidate anyone. Uh, they're, they're better off just letting a guy like Nolan Jones do trial by fire. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I, I can see his point, but you don't want to you don't want to bring. First of all, Jones is playing. He's playing out of position. He's got to learn a new position. You're going to bring him to the big leagues you know, put them in the fire. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. The last thing you want to do is, is, is ruin one of your best, your top prospects. And I, I think you got to give him a chance here to learn a position. I don't think you can open the season with him, you know, playing right field or left field. I mean, or even first base, I think you want to, you know, give him a time. He hasn't, remember, he hasn't played above double a yet. 
And uh, I think you've got to give them some time to get seasoned, to get used to that, uh, to get used to AAA, to get used to the new position, and then bring them up like they did with Mercado, you know, two years ago. When he's hot, he can hit the ground running, and he's got a, you know, he's got a fighting chance. Does Jones open the season at AA or at AAA? Does he open the season at AA, or not, not knowing where, if, when AA is going to open? You know, right now that, that sort of factors in. Uh, so do you wait on him or do you put it? I, I got to say, he's got to open a triple A, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got to, because he's never, who knows, he's never, who knows when the double A season is even going to open. If there, there's even going to be a double A season, the way this is, I mean, I know they've talked about, you know, the double A and single A teams aren't going to have their spring training until the big league and the triple A guys leave the facility. So, you know, I, you know, at least who knows, you know, but yeah, I would think he'd have to open it at triple. So expect Jones, uh, you know, depending if the, if the AAA guys don't really start their full training until the, the major league guys leave camp is what we're hearing might be the possibility there. Um, you know, don't expect Jones before May, anytime before May, if he makes his debut this year. And that's if he hits a AAA. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair, definitely. Okay. Uh, one more thing before we go, uh, along with this signing and – uh, all the speculation about what the Indians infield will look like over the next uh, couple of years here. Uh, I saw a couple of uh, text rumors, uh, tweet, uh, Twitter rumors about the Atlanta Braves being interested in Jose Ramirez and interested in working some sort of trade with the Indians for Jose Ramirez. Now we can get into how, how long the, the Jose Ramirez clock is here in Cleveland. And if it's running, uh, I, I've said before, I think, you know, by this time next year, he'll he'll probably have been uh, traded along, uh, just based on what the return could be for him, uh, uh, because of his contract and the the options that his contract has over the next couple of seasons. Uh, is is Jose Ramirez's time in with, with the Indians, uh, uh, you know, running out? You know, I I don't think he's going anywhere, Joe. Uh, this year there there's no year. way they trade this guy I mean they've traded everybody else they they're not going to trade Ramirez I mean he's on two you know two club options after this affordable club options uh and perhaps you know they start exploring then you know but um you know you know I just you know I, I it you know, just by this, these, this front office's track record and by the financial situation this club is in, you'd be foolish not to think they, they, they would explore those, you know, moving him. But I think it all depends on Jose, how he, how he plays, how his performance is. If he has another MVP type season, are you really going to trade him? I, and when, when you've got him, you know, you've got him for, you know, a song and a prayer here. So yeah, you've got him affordable for the next two seasons after this. Uh, however, you know that you you would, you know, you could really restock the uh, the farm system in prospects if you you dealt him to somebody who somebody like in Atlanta who could use him. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that those rumors are out there, and I think at the as soon as the season is over. Jose Ramirez will be the hot topic of, you know, trade interest. It's going to be Francisco Lindor too. Abs absolutely. 
but uh, I, I think he spends the entire 2021 season in Cleveland for sure. Joe, you know, Joe, this is, you got to remember, this is entertainment. I don't care. You know, you've got to keep the balls in the air. You got to keep some fan interest and you trade Ramirez. You might as well, you know, just, uh, you know, pull up a white flag at the, at the top of uh, progressive field and uh, just say, we're going zero and 162 because, you know, that is not, that is not going to sit well. It's just, you know, that, that doesn't, that makes no sense. You've cut the payroll, you know, over a hundred million dollars in the last three years. I right. mean, okay. If, if you can't, if you can't afford to do that, if you can't run a ball club now, you shouldn't be running a ball club. You should sell the team. Right. All right, Hoinsey, we will uh, check back in tomorrow with results from the hall of fame voting uh, that will be announced tonight. And we'll have that uh, on tomorrow's Cleveland baseball talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. Okay, Joe. Thanks, man.